I welcome Willow Becker, author of Mother, Tales of Love and Terror, and business owner of Weird Little Worlds on my Greatest Imagination podcast. Welcome. And today's Thank to- you so much. You're welcome. Today's topic, Willow Becker, author of Mother, Tales of Love and Terror. First question, tell me and listeners where you are based out of and your story and the business you're into. Sure. Um, we are out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and we are a publishing business. Um, and we've been in business for about a year and a half. And tell me about yourself, your story. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a mom and I'm a business owner. Um, I'm a former teacher. I am an actress and um, I'm a writer. Uh, I pretty much do everything. Currently, my job is uh, being a a pioneer reenactor at the uh, This is the Place Heritage Park down here in Salt Lake City. Great, great. And second question. Tell me and listeners about Mother's Tales of Love and Terror. Oh, yeah. So this is a book. This is an anthology that we put together. Um, This is our second Kickstarter anthology. Our first one last year was um, Humans Are the Problem, a Monsters anthology, which was really fun. And this is our second anthology. And it's just about mothers. It's about mothers who are scary. It's about mothers who are awesome. It's about mother heroes and uh, mother demons and anything that you can imagine a mother doing or being that's what we're doing here it's a horror science fiction and fantasy anthology and uh yeah and we have writers from all over the world who are contributing as featured writers and we'll be taking at least five more stories into the anthology as well hopefully 10 exciting third question how did you get involved with becoming a book author? Hmm. Well, um, I've been I've been writing since I was really young. I wrote. I won some writing awards when I was in grade school, and uh, then I just continued on. Um, there was a big chunk of my life where I did. I only did writing kind of for myself, and then uh, I about I would say about fifteen years ago. Um, I decided I was going to really start writing for myself again, and I finished. Um, I finished my first novel about ten years ago, and then I finished my second novel about five years ago now. And um, I've been working on getting those ready for publication, and now I'm working on my own publishing company. So um, this will be my second anthology that I've published. Uh, but my own first novel is coming out in July as well. Congratulations. Thanks. Fourth question. What excites you about storytelling? Hmm. I like in I like inventing things. I think the great the greatest part about being a writer rather than being an actress, because I like doing both. But when you're an actress, you have to say and do the things that whoever is directing tells you to do. But as a writer, you get to do everything. It's your world. It's your characters. You can make them do whatever they want or whatever you want them to do. And oftentimes it's a little bit of both. Um, and so you know, that's kind of awesome being in charge of everything. But I think that 
<clears throat> the best part of storytelling is um, being able to tell truth in a way that is accessible for people who may not have another al- option for hearing certain things in their lives. Great. Next question. What influenced you to start Weird Little Worlds? Actually, a friend of mine, Mike Clough, uh, he did a Kickstarter a couple years ago for a book of his called Grifty Shades of Fae, which was really cute. And I backed that anthology. I thought it was cool. And then about a year later, a little over a year later, he came out and he kind of sent this email that said he was sorry that it took so long to get everybody's rewards to them. And he was kind of quitting publishing. And I sent him a, a little message as soon as I read that, like within the, the hour. And I said, hey, do you want to get together sometime and do an interview with me? I want to talk to you about your experience. So I got on the, uh, we got on the phone, we got on Zoom and we were talking about it. And he was telling me all the things he wished he'd done differently and all these things. And basically I said, well, would you be interested in working on another anthology anymore again? And he was like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we can be in touch. And then he sent me a message like the next day or something. And he was like, hey, you know, Weird Little Worlds would be a really good name for a publishing company. Have you ever thought about starting a publishing company? And I was like, no, <laughs> I've never thought of that before. Um, but as soon as he told said that idea, I was like, that would be really fun, actually. There's actually, a, I see a lot of benefit from doing that. So um, because I'd been wanting to publish an anthology of horror stories for a while. And uh, I had been working with a different publishing company and I didn't really like the way that they had structured their pay. And so I was like, well, if I do it this way, if I run an anthology and run a Kickstarter anthology, I can pay everybody a decent wage up front and I don't have to worry about feeling like I've shortchanged them. So we kind of started it then and I've been doing it ever since. Cool. Intriguing name. Okay, next question. Willow, I like to give my listeners value. Can you tell me and listeners what mistakes you made and what you learned from them? Sure. Like any mistakes in my whole life? Um, from being a writer. Hmm. As a writer. I think that I I wish that I had not taken such a big break from writing. I think that there's all this there's all this belief that there's going to be time to do stuff later. And people often say things like, oh, it's not the season for X, Y, or Z. That you're so busy raising kids, or you're so busy in college, or you're so busy, you know, with work. This isn't the season for you to be writing. And I don't believe that. Like as as good natured as as coming from a good place as that is, it's meant to make people feel good about not pursuing things that are that they might otherwise pursue. I just don't believe that. I believe that if it's if it's something that's important and valuable to you, it's always the time to be doing it. And I believe that um, if you want to be successful in any way, you continue doing a thing even if even if you don't see success immediately. In fact, you probably won't see success immediately. So I would say taking huge breaks, yeah, taking huge breaks from doing an art like painting or singing or draw, you know, drawing or or writing, it, I do not think it's a good idea. I think that if you're a writer and you know that that's the way that you communicate with the world, that you should be writing. 
And you should be writing like every day or every other day, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's something that you're not excited about doing, it's something that you should be doing as kind of a tribute to your talent and the art itself. So I would suggest that as a writer, that was a mistake I made. I I would like to go back to my 20 year old self and punch her in the face and say, Hey, maybe you should just write every day and stop being so lame. Right. But, uh, (laughs) well, right. And I'm going to add a question. What advice would you give new writers? Hmm. New writers. Well, I would say, let's, let's say I would suggest five things. Uh, the first thing would be set up a writing schedule. So if you want to be a writer, just like any other thing that you want to get good at, it, writing, I believe, is an emotional mental muscle. And so if you wanted to get stronger delts or glutes or if you wanted to be able to bench press 180 pounds or whatever it is your goals are in the gym, you would make goals. You would say, well, I want to do this many reps for this many days, and then I'll do a couple more reps for these many days. And then you'd make kind of a plan. I believe that the same thing is true for writing that you should set, um, that you should set some kind of a schedule for yourself. So even if you decide that you're not going to write every day, at least make a goal that you're going to write a certain number of words every week and then, you know, follow through with that goal. I would also suggest that you give yourself rewards for when you accomplish your writing goals. When you finish a story, do something great for yourself, like take yourself out to dinner or buy your something, you know, buy something expensive or splurge or drink a bottle of champagne or whatever it is you need to do to feel good about what you've done. Celebrate all of the things every time you meet a goal, whether it's big or little, and then make sure that your reward is commensurate with that, right? I would also say that um, it's really important to gather uh, with other people who do your art. And um, I have this really fantastic writing group, and they've been my support for the last five years, and they're incredible. Um, And meeting with other like-minded people who are working on the same issues and the same problems, it's just phenomenal. So getting a good writing group is just absolutely necessary. Um, I would say in addition, for, for new writers... I would suggest it's really important to learn the language. And I know that that sounds really simple, but it's really true. So if you love telling stories, but maybe you're not great at spelling, I meet a lot of people who are like, well, I'd love to tell a story, but I'm just not very good at spelling or I'm really good at, you know, at like, I don't capitalize things all the time. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Like that's not, that's not really important. What's really important is that you can tell a story. Like that's really important. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't have all those skills at the beginning, then you have to consider adding that into your kind of daily regimen of flexing your muscle, right? You need to learn things like how to use a comma and how to, and when to use a parentheses and you know, what sentence, um, what sentence structures are appropriate and how to vary your sense and structures. And, um, and that's, that's really, really important. So learning the language is important. And I said, I think the final thing that I would encourage young artists to do is to read a lot. And these are all like every, every, if you ask any great writer, um, they will tell you that reading is the key to writing. You have to read a lot of books. You have to read a lot of different kinds of books from different kinds of authors. 
I, unfortunately, I've grown up reading almost exclusively horror, which is one of the reasons why I write horror and why, why I still love reading horror. I just love reading horror. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've really branched out into reading more science fiction, reading nonfiction. And the truth is, is that the more you read, the more skills you pick up almost subconsciously, and then you can add those into your own writing. So those are the five things that I would suggest that people do. Great. Thank you. Last question. Tell me and listeners where they can find you online. Anything you want them to know, you can go ahead and let my audience know. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you can find us on Kickstarter. Um, our project is called Mother Tales of Love and Terror. And uh, I can send you a link without a problem. Um, you can also find us at weirdlittleworlds.com. And you can see some of the other projects we have going on. Take a look at our bookstore. We have a couple of books you can buy. We have some really fun um, books. And then, uh, of course, there are uh, we have some ebooks that we um, have that are really great. The Monster Manifesto, which is kind of a guidebook for monsters, like how to survive in the 21st century, is really fun. And then the ebook that's going along with this project is called One Scary Mother. Um, it's parenting advice from horror's favorite mothers. And, uh, and that's really fun. It's uh, basically, it's a parenting book that's written from the perspective of our favorite horror mothers, like um, the alien queen and alien or um, Jason's mom or um, Carrie White's mom from Carrie. So there, it should be really, really fun. It's going to be a kind of a hoot to write. That's actually the project that Christy and I, uh, so we, Christy uh, Nogle is my co-editor on Mother Tales of Love and Terror. And um, traditionally, at least for the last couple of um, anthologies, we've, the editors that ourselves will actually write an additional book that goes along with the project. So the anthology is full of just amazing authors like Gemma Files and uh, Brian Evanson and John Langan, and they're amazing and then, um, then you get this second book that's written by Christy and I, which is a uh, which is a nonfiction. Uh, it's a it's a fictional nonfiction book. It's a, <laughs> so um, yeah. So it, it should be really really fun, and I'm looking forward to it. But um, and you also can find us at on Twitter at Weird Lit Worlds and Facebook at Weird Little Worlds, Instagram uh, at Weird Little Worlds.